I'm sorry for uh, being missing. Uh, a lot of stuff happened in February. Uh, I know that's my excuse for everything, but yeah, um, this month will be a follow won't miss a week or anything. Because I'm a bad person. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and I know I'm posting on Tuesday, but uh, hey, at least I'm posting. Uh, <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, today I'm going to be doing St. Augustine Lighthouse in Florida. Um, uh, it's not really that, um, like, structured. I didn't write a script or anything, because I was going to do just scary stories, and then that didn't pan out because I couldn't find the ones I was looking for. Um, so I ended up just saying, well, I'll just do a regular podcast. Um, yeah. So I hope that it turns out alright and that you like it and I am really sorry for my absence so uh yeah I am back now <laughs> okay we shall start I am the battle master okay um I don't think this is gonna be a long episode it might be I don't know I have a tendency to gap but um yeah, we'll just start with a little bit of weird history. I don't know. It's deaths weird. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> so uh, the history of the Haunted Lighthouse is quite extensive. The location has experienced quite a few deaths, which are documented either as accidental or as executions in the period where executions happened at lighthouses apparently. There are rumors of, as well of suicide that occurred in the 1930s of a mariner, mariner that was passing through the area and it is said to have occurred at the house that is located on the grounds of the popular lighthouse rather than the actual lighthouse. However, there's no official information documented about this particular incident. However, an uh, individual who died on this property passed away. The fact that did not sound... To... Regardless of how the individual's died on this property and passed away, the fact remains that the spirits of these individuals are reported to be very active. So, as early as the 1500s, there has been a structure on the grounds that is St. Augustine Lighthouse today. Uh, it guided ships coming from the Atlantic Oceans. The earliest structure is known to have been composed of wood 
and stood approximately 40 feet in height. The structure was equipped with an old-fashioned lamp as well as numerous flags so that the attention could be drawn to it. It is believed that this structure was constructed when the Spanish infiltrated the area. In the year 1586, Sir Francis Drake engaged in an attack in the area which was referred to as Anastasia Island. And the original standing lighthouse caught fire and was destroyed almost instantly. I have to say, people need to stop making stuff out of wood. It always ends badly. Uh, <laughs> considering the fact that the Spanish still needed a tower, they immediately constructed a more modern wooden structure. Still wood, not the best idea. While this served the purpose that it needed to serve, the residents felt a necessity to create a more stable uh, tower. In the early 1700s, once the residents gained an understanding of how to construct buildings successfully with, oh, I'm going to butcher this word, Coquena, Coquena, I don't know, C-O, Q-U-I-N-A, you figure it out, which is a building material composed of shell fabric fragments, a new tower was built. This way, it was in the area of the north of the second wood tower. In the year 1763, the British invaded the area and took possession of the prize tower. The British took full advantage of the Oh my god, why is that a name? The shell structure, only adding more height and a cannon alert system on the top for incoming potentially dangerous ships. Uh, in the year 1821, the British lost control of the area because the United States took possession of the state. Poor British. They only had, I don't know how many colonies still left. While the United States saw the potential in the structure, they elected to make a few changes to the building itself. They then appointed a man by the name of Juan Antonio Andrew. Oh, I said his last name wrong. I'm sorry. It's A-N-D-R-E-U, however that's pronounced, to be the keeper of this structure. This individual is said to have been very serious about his position at the structure. In the year 1859, the man fell to his death, which is unfortunate. As time passed, natural, natural erosion of the shore was experienced and they needed to implement a new lighthouse because that's not good you know the bottom of the structure ends up in the thing falling over uh, on the 20th day of june in the year 1880 the proud structure fell to the ground and was no longer usable why did they wait sorry <laughs> a doctor by the name of charles ballard agreed to allow the coast guard of the area some land that he had in order to construct a new, larger, and sturdier lighthouse for the area. This was actually agreed to upon nine years prior to the fall of the old lighthouse, and construction started on the structure that we know today in the year 1871, on the 15th day of October in the year of 1874.
The new St. Augustine lighthouse was completed. This seems to have occurred at the perfect time, considering the old structure would be attacked by the powerful force of the sea and fall to the demise just six years later. Two years later, a house was constructed for the keeper of the structure and it would be completed. By the year of 1936, plumbing and electrical became part of the lighthouse, the keeper's home, and other areas of the ground. By the time that 1955 rolled around, the guild... Oh, sorry, I'm not wearing my glasses. And it looks like gilding light. But it's not. It's guiding light. It was automated. And by 1960, the structure was completely abandoned. Then someone intentionally set the structure on fire in 1971 because fire is a thing. When this occurred, a historic society elected to take the lighthouse and the keeper's home and restore them so that they could open a public park and museum. Today, one may take several tours, including a haunting one that is said to occur at the Augustine Lighthouse, so you can take a haunted tour. There's one there. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And they have a bunch of legends too, because that's a thing. I don't know why I've decided to be sassy. My friends are being off on me. A thing to mention, too, is that the St. Augustine Lighthouse and Maritime Museum is a not-for-profit. So they don't get paid to do what they do. They just apparently really like the lighthouse. <laughs> and like to fund programs in maritime archaeology, which I didn't think it was a thing. But apparently it is. Okay, so Spirits of the Lighthouse apparently are uh, one of the lighthouse's first keepers, Peter Rasmussen. That must have been a fun name growing up. He was known for his meticulous eye and watchful manner in maintaining the lighthouse he was also known for his love of cigars and as one of the first ghosts that people report coming into contact with over the years the smell of peter's cigar has been detected by many including including staff members and guests others have seen and heard another keeper joseph andrew i don't know i guess that's how you say it and d-r-e-u at the top of the tower, only he's been dead for more than a century. His present at the presence at the lighthouse could be explained by the fact that he, he fell to his death while painting the outside of the tower. His spirit never left and is seen looking out from the top. But perhaps the most well-known ghosts of St. Augustine Lighthouse are that of two young sisters who also died on the property. Oh god. But why are they such hard names? Hezekiah Pity was hired to renovate the tower in late 1800s. Her daughters, Eliza and Mary, were playing outside a cart that was 
being used to carry materials back and forth to the lighthouse. When the cart broke loose, they weren't able to jump out in time, and the cart slid rapidly into the bay, plummeting both girls into a watery death. Today, most and most days since, the girls can be heard laughing at the top of the tower late at night. Others have spotted Eliza floating about the grounds wearing the same blue dress she died in. How lovely. Other mysterious events include um, just it says eerie events that they cannot explain. Um, staff members say that they lock the door at the top of the tower each night before leaving, yet the door is often open in the morning when they arrive for work. There's also reports of chairs that have been moved and overturned and the various items in the gift shops are moved or missing only to reappear later. Music boxes have been known to turn on by themselves. Some say while touring the lightkeeper's quarters they feel cold and that the figure of a tall man has appeared uh, before them and then disappeared. So that's some stuff that is reported to happen at St. Augustine Lighthouse. Another part to that uh, cart story, uh, which I told you about with the two children. Apparently, there's a lesser known part of this story where another child was involved. She was a 10-year-old African-American girl uh, her name wasn't recorded in the primary source used. A newspaper article involving Edward many years later. But through other sources, they say that she was there. Uh, they say that the girl deserves to be mentioned just as the others. Where I get to do so. The... Other often told a tale was reported in the St. Augustine Examiner on December 5th, 1859. Lightkeeper Joseph Andrew was painting the tower and the scaffolding fell and he fell, fell 70, er, 60 feet. <laughs> Sorry. It just, it says that he died in the line of duty painting, apparently. It was in the line of Dory. Line of Dory. Line of duty yeah so uh just before we move on it is still a working lighthouse i don't know why but i felt like that was important to say yes it is still a working lighthouse and now we shall move on to ghostly tales of the st augustine lighthouse because i say so there are many ghostly tales of the St. Augustine Lighthouse in Florida. Uh, <laughs> first, uh, sorry, I had to lean in. The first puts the structure of the light of hope for those individuals who lost their life at sea. It is believed that the grounds serve as a type of spiritual portal for the spirits who are wandering aimlessly at sea and that the beacon shines from the structure is said to guide spirits uh, of all types to the grounds. Many who study the paranormal and obtain data 
suggest that spirits linger through the Grounstein Augustine Lighthouse and claim that they have a very large number of spirits in that area. Uh, there is a report that was documented on various individuals involving filming the spectacular lighthouse from the Discovery Lighthouse or Discovery Channel that the apparition of a man who appears as a type of mist walking along the second story of a beautiful Victorian design home that sits near the lighthouse. In addition to this, the aroma of cigar filled the filming area, yet had no basis as the crew walked through the home as well as up and down the inside of the lighthouse. They saw small specks of light um, for which there was no cause and it was never found and they also heard unusual noises there is said to be several children about the structure uh, and surrounding area of the structure and there's my dog barking how lovely um, yeah so there are several children that are supposed to be haunting the structure uh, one child that is documented is supposedly died being hit by a train near the area in uh, the early part of the 1900s. Then there were a couple of children who resulted as a result of an accident on the beach during the construction of the lighthouse tower who are said to linger, linger in the home. And on the grounds of the area. Small girls are said to walk, leaving their footprints in the ground, while others are said to watch individuals from windows and linger in the halls of the home, sitting on the grounds, because little children ghosts are never scary. Uh, a local man who was greatly affected by the famous 1929 of the stock market is said to have committed suicide by hanging. Uh, from a rafter in the home many have seen what appears to be a man dangling from the area in all, in ominous nights that include storms and rough sea well this is a case that is not officially documented it is believed that the suicide could have been hush hush I love how they put that in parentheses. Uh, in order to keep the publicity from hoarding the area or to protect the image of the city in general, despite the fact that there is no physical evidence of the suicide, the individuals who have experienced the spirit firsthand know that it happened and that the man still lingers on the ground, obviously still sad and disgruntled by the direction his life took. Um, many do not realize it, but it is believed that the ground of St. Augustine is ser has served as a burial ground for a large number of individuals. Prior to the construction of the beautiful lighthouse, there was a case in which a to total of 13 pirates were apprehended and were dealt with for crimes that they engaged in. Once murdered, there were graves that had to be dug for the individuals and they were buried. It is believed that the area where the home rests on is the ground where it occurred. 
Rumors have it that during the construction process, many of the bones of these criminals were found during... Oh dear, what a bad idea. <laughs> simply, and, and these bones were simply thrown out. Because that's also a good idea. Regardless, it is believed that the restless spirits wander the grounds and are far from being at rest. Hauntings that occur in the basement area are believed to be these spirits. It's also believed that the original lighthouse keeper, Joshua... Sorry, Joseph Andrew, who fell from a first constructed tower and died in the year 1859, still lingers at the grounds with the lighthouse. In the year 1889, another keeper by the name William Harn passed away. However, he did died of the condition of tuberculosis. In 1894, his wife also passed away. It is believed that they remain on the grounds today. The haunted St. Augustine Lighthouse in Florida opens every day at 9 a.m. So, yeah, you can go get a tour i don't know it's actually really pretty to like the pictures that you see but like florida it's, every time i've been there it always seems very like pretty <laughs> like that's what they focus on i don't know <laughs> one last thing is uh researcher joe nickel nickel who investigated uh, has written that there is no credible evidence that this lighthouse is haunted. He noted that it is supposed it, that it's supposed supposed I can speak spooky noises or sounds from the tower have mundane explanations such as seagulls or the wind. Um, yes. <laughs> Um, the ghost hunters have been there. Um, it's been on the program. I don't know why program is spelt French, but okay. Uh, it's been on the program, My Ghost Story. Uh, yes. So, I'm not sure. I have seen um, the episode that they're talking about, the lighthouse with the ghost hunters, but with that you can never tell. I've never been to the St. Augustine Lighthouse, so I don't know firsthand. Um, there are a lot of people who think that it's haunted. A lot of reports of people smelling cigar smoke. A lot of employees saying that they are seeing this stuff. But again, the employees do run a ghost tour. So it's hard to say. Uh, personally, it seems like... It, this is one to definitely go to if you have a list of paranormal places you want to go to and are in the States. 
or are in Canada and can drive there or fly there just and you're on a family trip or whatever uh, because it seems like one that potentially does have some credibility just based on stories that I've read and such I don't know um if I ever go to Florida again, I'll definitely try and check it out. Yeah, but it seems like a like if you don't get any activity, at least you get to see it because it is a big part of American history as well as being kind of really cool to look at. Like, I don't know, lighthouses are cool. I've never seen a lighthouse in real life. Um, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm sorry that I was MIA for so long. I will not be this month or next month, hopefully. Um, not hopefully for this month. I will not be MIA. Uh, yeah. I hope this is okay for my first run back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I'm a horrible person, but it was my, like, the first two weeks were my friend's birthday, which I had to prepare for, and then my birthday, and then it was like I was sick <laughs> for the last bit, so I couldn't get anything done. I'm sorry. This is excuses. You don't want to hear me ramble. Anyway, I love you guys. For those who stayed with me. My one Facebook person who messaged me, thank you so much for caring. I'm alive. I'll message you before you listen to this and say I'm sorry because I'm a horrible person. Um, I hope that you all have had a good time. Um, anyway, I'm rambling. Told you I could ramble for a long time. Anyway, um, I was going to say. Next week will hopefully be better planned out. No, it won't be hopefully. It will be because I'm being positive. Um, and if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please contact me at MindlessDWH on Twitter or Spooky Scary Fun Time on Facebook um, where you can follow me, whatever. Um, also, SoundCloud. I think you can comment there, but who comments on SoundCloud? Um, <laughs> for me, that too. Um, <laughs> you guys are amazing. Hope you have a great day. Stay spooky. <laughs>